so as Tony said before, we're in this new series of messages that we're calling It's a Heart Issue. Estamos en una nueva serie de mensajes, es una cuestión del corazón. And I'm going to be talking about the scriptures that Emily and Megan just read for us. Voy a referirme a los textos que Emily y, y Megan acaban de leer. Uh, but I also want you to know that after the, the message today, you can go to our website, sunrisecommunity.org, and you can download a discussion guide for today's message that you can use in your family or just on your own to reflect more deeply on the things that we'll be talking about uh, today. En el sitio de, de, de nuestra página del web, sunrisecommunity.org, pueden bajar una hoja de preguntas para reflejar más sobre el mensaje de hoy. So, you know, when I was growing up, one of the uh, cartoons that I loved to watch on Saturday morning, my favorite probably, was this one called The Pink Panther. And maybe you're familiar with it. Una de mis caricaturas favoritas es la Pantera Rosa. Now, the thing about The, the Pink Panther is that it's, it's kind of like a silent movie. Uh, there's no dialogue. Es como una película muda. No hay diálogo. Uh, there's just that cool background music and some special effects and lots of action. Hay sonido, pero también mucha acción. And I can remember very well, very vividly, one episode of the Pink Panther where the, the Pink Panther is in his house sitting by the fire. He's reading a book and all is well with the world. La Pantera Rosa está en su casa uh, leyendo un libro. Todo está bien. And then a fly gets into the house. Just a little fly and it starts to buzz all around. Zzz, hay una mosca que se meta zumbando por toda la casa. And of course this bothers him. Le molesta. So he tries to kill the fly. Intenta matar la mosca. Tries to hit it. Uh, he tries spraying it. That doesn't work. No la puede golpear, so uh, he tries some other things. One day he's playing the violin, and he tries to hit the fly with the violin. Intenta golpear la, la mosca con un violín. And instead of destroying the fly, he destroys his fiddle. Okay, so he destroys the violin and misses la mosca. He, he tries hitting it with a magnifying glass one day. Breaks the glass. Intenta golpearla con, con una lupa y quiebra la lupa. And he even, get this, he even tries dressing up in a frog suit to scare the fly out of the house. Se viste de rana para espantar a la mosca. None of that works. So finally, he gets up and he takes this vacuum cleaner, this very powerful vacuum cleaner, and he's going to try to suck up this fly. Intenta aspirar la mosca con una gran aspiradora. But instead of getting the fly, he begins to get some other things. He, he sucks up the rug, aspira la alfombra, and then he sucks up the curtains y las cortinas. And, and then, surprisingly, he sucks up the front door of the house, aspira la puerta de la casa, and then he finally he vacuums up the whole house and it goes into the vacuum cleaner, aspira toda la casa en la aspiradora. Now, it's funny, it's cartoons, but at the same time, I think that image is very powerful for us. It's a powerful illustration, I think, of how we often try to live our lives. Es una ilustración de cómo intentamos vivir muchas veces. Because you see, as human beings, uh, we expend a lot of effort. We spend a lot of time and energy uh, trying to get life just so, to get life to conform to our wishes and our desires. Intentamos gastamos energía para que la vida conforme a nuestros deseos. Why? We want life to be convenient. In fact, I think you could say in our day and age, we want life at our fingertips. Literally, queremos la vida a nuestro alcance. But when life is not 
convenient. Well, we're going to do what we can to change that. Cuando la vida no lo conveniente, vamos a cambiar eso. We're going we're gonna to try to bend and shape circumstances according to our will. Queremos conformar las circunstancias a nuestra voluntad. And you know what? For the most part, that really works for us in our day of advanced technology. Eso nos funciona muchas veces until it doesn't work. Hasta que no sirva. Until there's, as they say, a fly in the ointment or a fly buzzing around the house. Hasta que hay un inconveniente, una mosca en la sopa, por decirlo. Now, I don't want to make light of what we're living through right now. Uh, this pandemic has, has really affected all of our lives. It has cost many lives. Esta pandemia ha afectado a todos. No quiero tomar la, la ligera. I'm not trying to make light of it, but in a sense you could say that there is a two-ton fly buzzing around our world right now. Hay una mosca de dos toneladas en nuestro mundo in the form of this pandemic. And it's knocking people over. It definitely is. Está derribando a la gente. But what are we trying to do right now? It would seem that what we're trying to do is to vacuum up that fly. We're trying to suck that thing in. Queremos aspirar esa gran mosca. And what are we doing in the process? Well, we're vacuuming up our economy. And we're vacuuming up our personal freedoms. And we're definitely vacuuming up our mental health right now. Estamos aspirando la economía, la libertad personal, hasta nuestra salud mental. And yet, what's, what's going on? That fly is still buzzing around. You see, when life gets out of control, we try to change that. Cuando la vida está fuera de control, queremos cambiarla. And in particular, this morning in the scriptures, Jesus, through Matthew chapter 5 and Matthew chapter 6, the scriptures we just heard, Jesus really is addressing two of the ways that we try to react when life is, is out of our control. Jesús se dirige a lo que pasa cuando la vida está fuera de control. One of the ways, when, when there are problems buzzing around us, as I said before, one of the ways that we try to, to change that is to get a more powerful vacuum cleaner. When we don't have the ability to change it, we try to get something more powerful. Cuando no tenemos la capacidad de cambiar un problema, queremos algo más poderoso. And specifically, what Jesus is talking about here is something called swearing an oath. It's about making a promise or a solemn vow. It's making a declaration based on appealing to another power to help us to get done what we want to get done. Es un voto, un juramento, una declaración que hacemos apelando a un poder más grande. And you should know what I'm talking about because we use oaths all the time. These are vows that we say. By George, by Jove, by Jupiter, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to be successful. Por las barbas de mi abuela decimos esto va a pasar. And so what we're trying to do is to call on a higher power. Now, in Jesus' day, it was different. In Jesus' day, people would say things like, by the heavens, or by the earth, or by Jerusalem, this thing is going to improve. Decían, por los cielos, la tierra, por Jerusalén, esta cosa va a mejorar. No matter how you say it, what it's about is this. It's about weak, out-of-control people calling upon a higher power and trying to bring that power into their control 
in order to get the outcome that they want. Se trata de conseguir un poder más alto para, para, para que haya una salida como uno quiere. And Jesus, basically, in, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 34, says, don't do that. No hagas eso, dice Jesús. He says, I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. No juren de ningún modo, ni por el cielo, porque es el trono de Dios, ni por la tierra, porque es el estrado de sus pies, ni por Jerusalén, porque es la ciudad del gran rey. So this doesn't work, Jesus saying. He's saying this does not work. Eso no funciona. You can't try to lasso a higher power and then bring that power under your command and use that to suck up the problems around you. No puedes conseguir un poder más alto para que puedas aspirar los problemas. Because you need to understand that behind every power, the real power is God. Detrás de todo poder es Dios. God is the one who made the heavens. God is the one who made the earth. God is the one who reigns over Jerusalem, that great city. Dios es el poder detrás del cielo, la tierra, hasta detrás de Jerusalén. And so when you swear, when you make a vow to, to get something done, or sometimes we make a vow never to let something happen. I'm never going to allow that by heaven, that's not going to happen. A veces hacemos votos para que no pase algo. No matter what it is, what you're really trying to do is you're trying to reign in God and bring him under your control. Estás intentando manipular a Dios. What Jesus is doing here in these words is he's getting at the heart of the third commandment. Está llegando al corazón del tercer mandamiento. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. You should not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. No pronuncias a la ligera el nombre del Señor tu Dios. You cannot bring God under your control. And Jesus says it doesn't work to make yourself the greater power either. That doesn't work. You can't swear by your head. No puedes jurar ni por tu cabeza para que seas tú el poder más grande. Jesus says, that doesn't work. You may think you're smart. You may think you've got a good head on your shoulders. You may think you're powerful, but you can't even change the color of your hair without help from Clairol or from just for men or something like that. Ni puedes cambiar el color de tu cabello. So don't swear by yourself. You see, here's the thing. You cannot grab onto God and put him in your pocket. You can't do that. No puedes tener a Dios en tu bolsillo. You, you can't try to use God as if he were an app on your phone to order up life the way you want it. No puedes usar a Dios como aplicación de teléfono para que ordenes tu vida. You don't give God orders. He's the one that orders stuff. God is God and you are not. Dios es Dios y nosotros no. We have to be straight on that, Jesus is saying. So, one way we tend to react to the chaos of our world is by trying to get God to do something, to kind of put God in our control, like a genie in a lamp. Intentamos a veces manipular a Dios. But there's another way that we often try to deal with our problems, 
and that's by worrying about them. Hoping that as we worry, those problems will go away. Intentamos preocuparnos para que se vayan los problemas. But Jesus says that doesn't work either. You see, worry does not suck up your problems. Worry sucks us in. La preocupación nos aspira a nosotros, no a los problemas. Now, I'll give you this much. If you want to change the color of your hair, this is the one way to do it. But it's only to gray. That's the only way it works. Si puedes cambiar tu cabello a gris, pero eso no más. But worrying is not the answer either. And in fact, in chapter 6, verse 27, Jesus here says this. He says, who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? ¿Quién de ustedes, por mucho que se preocupe, puede añadir una sola hora al curso de su vida? Uh, some versions say, who by worrying can add a cubit, about this much, to your height? ¿Quiénes pueden añadir un cubito a, a tu estatura? It doesn't matter which translation or which version you're using here. Jesus is getting after the same thing. He's saying, worrying will not enable you to live longer and it won't make you taller. It will not change anything. El preocuparse no te hace más alto ni te hace vivir más tiempo. See, what worrying is going to do is it's going to make you less aware of a key truth. Te hace menos consciente de una verdad muy clara. And that is this, that God's in charge. That God knows your need and God knows how to take care of you. He takes care of the birds and he takes care of everything else. The lilies in the field, he'll take care of you. Dios conoce tu necesidad y sabe cuidar de tus necesidades. So anxiety and worry is not going to suck up your problems. It's just going to suck up your trust in God. It's going to take that away. La ansiedad no aspira los problemas, nos aspira la confianza en Dios. So here in these two passages, in a strange way, Jesus is saying that both swearing and worrying are attempts to do the same thing. El jurar y el preocuparse es un esfuerzo para hacer lo mismo. These are attempts for us to find our ultimate security and our ultimate comfort in something other than God. To find our security and our comfort in having things set up the way we want it instead of trusting in Him. Es encontrar la seguridad y el consuelo en nuestros esfuerzos y no en Él. Jesus is getting to the heart here and at the heart is that it's a control issue. It's a matter of control. Se trata del control. Una cuestión del control. See, here's the reality that we don't want to face, but we, we have to. This is the reality we're living right now. The world is bigger than us. And we cannot direct it the way we want. El mundo más grande que nosotros. If we didn't believe that two months ago, we must certainly believe it now. We're not in control of this world. No estamos en control. In fact, at the heart of our desire to want to control every little thing in our world, to want to have life our way, at the heart of that desire is sin. 
al grano de querer controlar todo es el pecado. You think about what Adam and Eve did in the garden. Adam and Eve, in sinning, actually thought that they could improve upon the world that God made. Adán y Eva querían mejorar el mundo que Dios había hecho. I mean, when you think about it, it's laughable. They actually thought that they could improve on paradise. I mean, how do you get better than paradise? How do you get better than the perfect spot? But they wanted to be in charge. They wanted to be in control. Querían mejorar el paraíso porque ellos querían estar en control. And because of that, the world went out of control. Por eso el mundo está fuera del control. And so here's what we find. That every time we think we can improve upon what God is doing, another fly gets into the room. And something else gets broken as a result. Cuando queremos mejorar lo que Dios hace, una mosca se mete y más cosas se rompen. I want to tell you about the end of that Pink Panther uh, cartoon. It didn't stop with the house. So this is, uh, you know, the fun part about cartoons. You can see the impossible happen. Uh, But after vacuuming up the house, uh, the Pink Panther then goes outside. Well, actually, he is outside because he has no house, okay? Uh, Está fuera, and he starts to vacuum up other stuff. He vacuums up the grass. Uh, Espira el césped. And then he vacuums up the trees. Espira los árboles. He vacuums up the sky. Aspira el cielo. And then he gets vacuumed up into the vacuum cleaner. And después la aspiradora le aspira la pantera rosa. And the cartoon ends. This is very philosophical. The cartoon ends when the vacuum cleaner turns on itself and vacuums itself up. Y la aspiradora se, se aspira a sí misma. And that's the end. And I think about that. That is such a vivid picture of what sin does to us. Eso es lo que nos hace el pecado. Sin sucks us up, and it sucks us in. El pecado nos, nos aspira en su hoyo negro. It, it, it really draws us in. And we need to look at this in terms of what our world says. Our culture And our progressive society basically says to us, you can be in control. You can control your destiny. You can control your identity. You can be whatever you want to be in this world and make your life whatever you want it to be. You can self-identify. Tú puedes controlar tu destino, dice la cultura. Tú puedes controlar tu identidad, ser lo que tú quieras ser. Think about that for a minute. How is it that imperfect, broken people living in an imperfect and broken world can perfectly determine who they're supposed to be? It's not logical. ¿Cómo que las personas imperfectas y quebrantadas en un mundo imperfecto pueden determinar perfectamente qué son? The Bible tells us, in a sense, that You and I, we're like lost ducks. We're like lost baby ducks. Somos como patitos perdidos. Now, perhaps you've heard that when a baby duck is born, a baby duck within a a few minutes of being born must lock its gaze upon its mother 
in order to understand who it is and what it means to be a duck. It's called imprinting. Uh, una, un patito tiene que imprimir o fijar la mirada en su mamá para identificarse como pato. Now, the strange thing is, is that if a baby duck or a baby goose uh, first sees a horse or a dog or a cow or something else, if it imprints on anything else other than its mother, that baby duck will think that it's a horse. It will think that it is a dog or a, or, or a cow, and it will start acting like that. El pato si imprime sobre un caballo, un perro, va a portarse como si fuera un, un perro, un caballo. It's, it's lost doesn't know who it is. And in a sense, you can say that we are born into this world, this, this imperfect, out-of-control world, and we're trying to imprint and to find who we really are. Nacemos en este mundo imperfecto y intentamos imprimir sobre algo. And idolatry, idolatry is when we fix our gaze on something that is less than God. And we try to identify and imprint according to what that is. La idolatría es fijar la mirada en algo menos que Dios. Because here's the thing. You and I, we're made in the image of God. And that's how we're to find our true self. Our true self comes from imprinting upon God, locking our gaze on Him, and learning to follow and trust in Him. Nuestra identidad viene de, de fijar la mirada en Dios. But in this imperfect separ uh, world, we're separated from Him. Estamos separados de Dios. I love what uh, a Christian author by the name of Gwen Burroughs says. She says that the message of the Scriptures is that we will either choose to find our true self in God or we will eat ourselves up. And literally, we will become, she says, self-ingesting golems. Nos vamos a identificar con Dios o vamos a comernos vivos. In terms of the scriptures today, Jesus would be warning us, don't get sucked in. Don't be eaten alive by anxiety or don't be eaten alive by a pride that thinks that you can do it without God no te comas vivo por la ansiedad o por la arrogancia de vivir sin Dios which would you say is your problem are you more of a control freak or a worry wart which one or maybe you're both I think for me I would say yeah I'm a control freak until I'm not then I'm a worry wart Right? Uh, eres una persona dominada de, del control o de la ansiedad. See, this is the world we're living in. This is where we are right now. But I'm so grateful that God doesn't just say to us, well, you broke it. You fix it. It's your mess, not mine. Dios no dice, bueno, es tu problema, no el mío. That's not the good news we have. The good news we have is that God has gotten into our world. The creator has stepped into his creation and he's rolled up his sleeves and he's gotten down and gotten dirty with us in the person of his son, Jesus. Dios se ha metido en nuestro mundo en persona de su hijo, Jesús. And on the cross, what do we see? On the cross in Jesus, we see God being crucified by the very ones that he created. En la cruz, Dios se crucifica por los que creó. Think about that for a moment. 
God in, in Jesus on the cross, in a sense, allows out-of-control sinners to control him, to kill him. Permite que pecadores fuera de control le controlen a él y lo maten. And yet, what do we see on the cross? This is not just God out of control. This is God totally in control. Eso es Dios totalmente en control. Why? Because Jesus is not just God. <laughs> just. He is not only God. He is the perfect human being. Jesús es el ser humano perfecto. And in going to the cross, Jesus says to his Father, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Hágase tu voluntad, dice Jesús. I'm giving the total control to you, Father. Te doy todo el control, Padre. And, and so through Jesus, through his giving up all control to the Father in his death and in his resurrection, he fulfills what Adam and Eve could not. He brings God's perfect plan back into the world. Jesús arrendiza el control de su Padre, cumple el plan perfecto de Dios. And that's good news. In fact, that's the invitation we have today. Jesus wants to invite us to let him have control. He wants to invite us to allow him to manage our lives and to direct our lives and, and to manage our resources and our relationships and all of our problems. Él quiere dirigir nuestros problemas, nuestros recursos y relaciones. Faith. Faith is about imprinting on Jesus, locking our gaze on him and, and following him and, and seeking him and being drawn into him, into who he is. La fe es imprimir sobre Jesús y seguirlo y, y ser atraído a él. In fact, Jesus says here in Matthew 6, 32, He says, your heavenly Father knows what you have need of. The pagans, those who don't know God, they run after all this other stuff. They get sucked into this other stuff. Los paganos andan tras estas otras cosas. But here's the way. Seek first God's kingdom, God's control, God's rightness in your life. Seek that first. Imprint on that first and all this other stuff will be added in its place. Busquen primeramente el reino de Dios, su control, y Él les añadirá todas estas otras cosas. So this is a good word for us as we look at where we are in the midst of this pandemic. Jesus would say to us this morning, don't swear by God and don't swear at Him. No juren por Dios ni maldigan a Dios. Paul would say in Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. Praise him. Alabenlo. So don't swear by God and don't swear at him. And don't worry. No se preocupen. Paul in Philippians 4, 6 says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, present your prayers. Ask the God who knows how to take care of your needs, and he will be with you. He will walk with you. No se inquieten por nada, dice Pablo. Más bien con ruego y oración. Preséntenle sus peticiones. Y el Dios de la paz estará con ustedes. So, 
let go. <laughs> Easier said than done. But let go and let Jesus take over. It's a matter of control. Que Jesús pueda controlar. Please pray with me. Por favor, oren conmigo. Heavenly Father, as, as I talk about these things and as I hear your words speaking to me, I'm preaching to myself, not just because I'm in a, a somewhat empty room, but I'm preaching to myself because this is what I need. Me estoy predicando a mí mismo aquí, Padre. Esto es lo que necesito. I pray that this week, Lord, you, Jesus, would keep my gaze on you, that you would be bigger and better than any desire I have to control or worry. Que tú, Jesús, es más grande que cualquier deseo que tengo para preocuparme o para querer controlar las cosas. Lord, we want to pray for our world. We pray for our country. We pray for those who are sick, for those that may be on respirators right now, ventilators and dying. Uh, we pray that you would spare them. We pray that you would bring your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth as in heaven. Oramos por los enfermos, los que estén en los ventiladores y a punto de muerte para que tú puedas venir con tu reino y sanarlos. And God, we do pray for the time when we're together soon. But in the midst of this, we believe that you have not lost control for one minute. And so we put ourselves into your hands. Nos ponemos en tus manos. Lord Jesus, have your way with me. Have your way with our lives. And may we live each day rejoicing, praising you, and presenting you our needs. Que podamos vivir cada día regocijándonos alabándote y presentándote nuestras necesidades. We ask this in the name of Jesus, in el nombre del Señor Jesús, and all God's people said, Amen.